0: It's the,
1: Guitar dad.
0: Welcome to the Guitar Dad Podcast, a podcast for Guitar Dads, by Guitar Dads. This week we are talking Ramones and Dave Grohl, all the same? Did I just say those two things together? Yes, we are talking biopics. Biopics, how do you say it? We'll figure it out. We're also getting into some gear reviews and much, much more on this week's Guitar Dad Podcast. Now, here are the guys, Dave
1: and MASH. Hello, everybody. I'm MASH. I'm Dave. What's up? Welcome back to the podcast. Here we are again for another podcast. Yeah. Thank you all for listening.
0: We appreciate our listeners and our subscribers on YouTube, watching Instagram, on YouTube. Twitter. Yep should we should we mention all that stuff now is now the time
1: yeah run through it dave
0: so thank you out there whoever has been looking at our our content on youtube it's a new newer channel so please go out there and search guitar dads on youtube check it out hit the like subscribe you know how it rolls check out guitar Do dads stuff. pod on twitter guitar dads pod on instagram and yeah and if you're listening to this, then you obviously found our podcast. So there you go.
1: So thank you and welcome. Thank you. Yeah, so let's see. So there's been a bunch, there's a little bit of activity um, up on the um, the YouTube page. I posted another uh, a demo, which we will talk about. Um, we mentioned it last week, but I got a new Squire Classic Vibe Tele. I put up just a quick like sound, just a sample. It's not really a demo. It's like a sound a sample you can see. But you're not not a
0: telly guy. You're not a telly guy, right? You're not. Definitely not. not. Definitely not a telly guy.
1: Definitely not a telly guy. You hate
0: tellies. We can get into that later. We're we're going (laughs) to confirm this tonight.
1: (laughs) We'll get into it later how much I hate tellies. All right. With the Squire classic vibe or the Squire vlasic vibe, as we like to call it. And so, yeah, so go check that out if you haven't seen that. If you want to hear some, you know, kind of mediocre-ish guitar playing, you can go on there and hear it, which sometimes I like. That's part of the reason why I put this up, right? Like... You you can listen to these amazing players demo these guitars. But if you hear someone that is just kind of okay demo it, then you get a better sense for what it actually sounds like. So I agree. That's those the, are the service. those are the
0: reviews I listen to. That's I don't right. want to hear I don't want to hear the shredders. I don't want to hear the guys that are just like, you know, unbelievable because I'm, I'm not going to get a true sense of what it's going to sound like when I play it.
1: This is the service we provide to you here in Guitar Dad's podcast, mediocre gear demos.
0: We strive for mediocrity. <laughs>
1: that's right exactly this is what we're doing here so go check that out
0: our own learning and our own skills so we can provide mediocrity to you the listener
1: exactly so let's see here so this week dave what are we doing we're gonna on the music part of the podcast there's some news that recently came out about the ramones and that the ramones are going to have a biopic or biopic on netflix which is going to be played by the guy that's on saturday night live which i don't know his name
0: but who, can, do, can we can we discuss the biopic biopic do we really,
1: yeah yes should we
0: get into this yeah, What, what yeah. what's the final word on this what what is
1: the final word what on on the pronunciation or? yeah what do you call it i i mean i say biopic but some people say biopic see i say I biopic know. i don't know maybe it's biopic i have no idea
0: that sounds like something that my ophthalmologist like, would say, but I don't know. I mean,
1: this is like tremolo or tremolo. See, not that many people say tremolo, though. This is like, like, how do you say Deodario? Is it Deodario or Deodario?
0: Yeah, that's another one. It's, <laughs> is, is it, it Fender biopic? or is it Fender?
1: Yeah, yeah that's right. Or is it Gibson or is it Gibson? I mean, either, either one. Chibson. <laughs> I mean, which one is it? So anyway, so let's talk about the Ramones, Dave. So the supposedly Yum. there's this biopic. I'll just say biopic since that's what we're, we're agreeing on. There's a biopic of the Ramones coming out played by this guy with Saturday Night Live from Saturday Night Live. Um, and I thought it was, you know, that'd be interesting to see if the Ramones. I, I, I know you're a big fan of the Ramones, right, Dave? Like you wear the T-shirt.
0: Oh, yeah, I got the T-shirt on. Oh, wait, no, that's not the T-shirt. No. Uh.
1: No, the, but the Ramones is one of these bands who are like, like the girls, like the teenage girls wear the t-shirt because it became cool at some point, even though they like never heard of the band or couldn't name one of the band's songs. They are, they're absolutely one of those bands where people wear their shirt and don't know their music. Oh, they're
0: totally one of those bands. And I, I do have to say, as much as I don't like the Ramones, they are an iconic band and they did really shape the music industry as we see. I can't even believe what I'm saying, <laughs> so I'm not even going to try
1: Yeah so the Ramones like you gotta you know like I'm not really a fan of the punk the whole punk rock thing like I'd never get into them like the uh, who, who are the other big punk I couldn't even name to you the big punk rock bands. Sex like pistols, clash, sex clash, pistols, sex pistols. Yeah, so there's like some really big ones in the punk. Well, rock. Well, do you like the
0: cult? What about the cult? See, I don't Is mind the, the cult, cult punk. No, the cult. Yeah, the no, cult's, the cult's pretty... not really punk rock. But I yeah. wouldn't
1: call them punk rock. They're but not you're really right. Punk they, rock, they, but they're... sometimes they're mentioned in the same. They're same. They're the sometimes same mentioned in that same. Like
0: yeah,
1: yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, the cult, but actually, like the cult, the cult are the ones where the guy plays the um, the white falcon, right? The Gretsch the Gretch white white uh, falcon.
0: Yeah. Richard Fortas was in the cult?
1: <laughs> no, but he plays the guitar that the guy from the cult <laughs> made me incredibly popular. And Well, anyway, so, yeah, so, so the Ramones, I mean, whatever, if you like them, it's, maybe it's a fun thing to watch on Netflix. <laughs> well,
0: I thought. The, well, what's the, what's the, what's the, um, the, the biopic about?
1: It's a biopic. It's about the, the, the life of the Ramones. Johnny Ramone, Do we know Ramone, what they're focusing on? No, it's just a, it's just a bio- a, it's just a biopic about the Ramones, which brought me. Which it's just li- like a
0: bunch of scenes of overdosing, or what is it? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean
1: I mean, those what? guys actually lived pretty long. They, they, they yeah, they did. You know, but but um, but I thought it was a good thing to remind us, maybe to we have a a, a conversation about about biopics and things that we like in the music world. Obviously, there was a huge one a few years ago with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Which did you see that, Dave? See,
0: yeah, we were talking about this before we came on. That I, I have not <laughs> seen any. Didn't biopics, see Bohemian. I so haven't
1: the, seen any of them. So the two. Okay. Of them. You haven't seen them. So the two ones that come to mind that were great was one of them was Bohemian Rhapsody, which was only a couple of years ago. Obviously, um, it was a. It was an awesome, you should watch it, Dave. It's an awesome movie. You know, it's was mainly that? about it's mainly about Freddie Mercury. It's not so much like following Queen, but of course it's Freddie Mercury, so of course it follows Queen. Was but that the know. one with
0: Mike Myers and uh, Dana Carvey? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's something a different. Different movie, right? That, that's a different thing. That's a different thing altogether. Um, but they, so, so, that's a, so you should watch it, Dave. I'm surprised you haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Come on. I man. have not, no. And the other, you know, there's been a few of them. I, they, I didn't see the Elton John one that came out last year as well. Well, maybe in 2019 it came out. It kind of fell flat. It was supposed to be like as big as the as the Bohemian Rhapsody one, which everybody raved about. And I did watch it. It's actually good, like I said. But the Elton John one came out and it kind of flopped a little bit. Although I would still I, watch it. I would still I do watch remember it. hearing that, yeah. I, and I, the I other. seen one. Yeah, the other one that comes to mind that I thought was incredible, even though you guys are going to kill me, but I'm not a huge fan of the artist, is Walk the Line, Johnny Cash, the Johnny Cash one with Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. That okay, was that. Awesome. Might, that is
0: the last biopic that I've seen. I have seen Walk the Line. I I really Walk enjoyed that movie. And yes, I'm not I'm not a big Johnny Cash
1: fan. Yeah, I know people us. people are going to go insane with this, but and especially can I just also say this? Um, his version of Nine Inch Nails Hurt that everybody raves about was terrible.
0: I agree. <laughs> I agree.
1: People are just flipping off the podcast right now as we this say this stuff.
0: Yeah, but this, see, this isn't... I mean, this come is, on. You, I know. Uh, you hey, can't, look, it is
1: what th- it is. It's the same, it's the same with the Ramones, right? You cannot deny that these people are incredibly influential people. And I actually think, you know, he had a, a few cool songs, Johnny Cash, and he had a style to him. You know, you got to respect it. But at the same time, like, not my cup of tea with the music, I'm sorry to say. Sorry to say, guys. But it, but either way, the biopic, the biopic was really great. You know, there was another one that was really good. What was the one um, that was a famous musical? That was really good, too. Jersey Boys. about Jersey Boys. um About... Um,
0: Bon
1: Jovi. No, not about that. that would be I'm sure that one's <laughs> coming good, out too. Actually. But that was actually a really good movie, the um the Jersey Boys movie about the um you know, Frankie Valli and those yes. guys. What's that band? Uh The Four The Four Seasons. Yes. Frankie Valli and the Four and Seasons, it was some that hotel. right. Yeah, it's about a hotel. That's what it's about. That's anyway. What it's exactly that was what it's actually about. That was actually a cool movie as well, but but anyway, but Dave, what about like music? I thought we could also talk about what 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 about cool like um, like you know like just movies about music in general, whether it's like a documentary or whether it's a just a music movie.
0: Well, I mean, I think one of the most iconic. I just mentioned it earlier. One of the most iconic music movies ever is is Wayne's World and Wayne's World Two.
1: That that that's a really good point. It is pretty music focused. And there's some cool stuff going on there, music-wise. For me, like my probably my favorite one about music. Uh, for me, it's a toss-up between School of Rock and uh, oh, ro- and Rockstar and uh, Rockstar rock with Mark Wahlberg.
0: What is that? What's that line? with the... Oh, I'm so hungover. Does anybody know what that means? <laughs> yes, it means you're Not drunk. No, it means I was drunk last night. That's...
1: <laughs> that's right that's right jack black classic jack black movie but that's classic a great music movie but but would you do you remember rock star with with um with mark Wahlberg?
0: i d- i think i did see rock yeah i haven't seen that in a long time yeah, yeah Rockstar. yes rock star and you know who's
1: in it at the end of the movie this is a little known fact you no no <laughs> <laughs> no but you're in some movies we should talk about that sometime I, we, yeah let's not talk yeah, about yeah, those. yeah yeah i'm not in movies like you are dave um Dave was an extra in some very popular movies. You guys, just to give you guys a little little insight into that. But um, but anyway, so no, at the end of Rockstar, he's all burnt out. You know, he's had enough. He's kind of done the rock star life and lost his like kind of destroyed his life almost to some point, lost his love of the music, you know, lost his longtime girlfriend. And um there's a guy in the audience who is singing along with him. And he's a really good singer. And then Mark Wahlberg kind of, kind of, and Mark Wahlberg just kind of says, "Okay, why don't you come up and take over the show?" And then he just walks off into the sunset. At that point. Who's the guy? Do you know, Dave?
0: I can't remember. No. It's Miles Kennedy. Miles, yes, yes, it is. Yes, you're right. Yes, yeah. oh, that's right. Ah, uh, <laughs> forgot about that.
1: Yeah, it's Miles Kennedy. So Miles is in it. It's pretty cool. So anyway, Rockstar, amazing movie for a music-themed type of a movie. But I didn't even really think of Wayne's World, Dave. That's a good shout. So that's a great one as well in terms of music-themed things.
0: Well, um, you know, it's funny. You're ta- We're talking about this, right? And I'm kind of just – Just thinking about what, there's a lot of, and we mentioned, you mentioned a couple of these, that they're about bands that really are kind of, they're very polarizing in the sense that people either love them or hate them, right? They're not like your average, like, yeah, I like their music, yeah, I'm not really a huge fan, but I really enjoy their music. People either, like the Ramones, you either love them, you either love them or you hate them. Yeah. Queen's kind of the same way. I mean, really, I, know, I, I can't think like Queen, Queen, but
1: really, I think Queen are like university, university, <laughs> universally loved. You think so? Yeah, man. Don't you think so? No, like I don't we, know. Like we I are the champions. I, we will rock you.
0: Well, I think people know those songs, but in terms of like being a fan, you know, and yeah, like really maybe, appreciating yeah. the music, I'm not quite sure that the they they there's a you know that I think there's a number of people that know I I. I, now I don't know this for a fact. I'm just saying. I think there's a number of people that definitely know those songs, probably like those songs, but they're really not like huge Queen fans, right?
1: Yeah, maybe you're right.
0: <laughs> and I think that I'm, I think there's a lot of. I'm sure there's a lot of bands like that. You know, maybe that's a, another topic for another time. We can get into this on another podcast. But
1: yeah, no, there probably is a lot of bands like that. But yeah, you know, so and that's that, a, again, yeah.
0: people are going to people are definitely going to kill kill me for saying this. But I think, and you you, I think you agree. We feel the same way about Bruce Springsteen, right? And we're not. We are not giant <laughs> boss fans, right? Let's be honest. We're not giant we're, we're not, not like giant music, boss right? fans.
1: No, we're not giant fans. We like a lot of I like I probably like a few more of his songs than you do, but you're right. Like no, we're I not think We like Yeah,
0: we're probably about equal. We're, we're like much
1: can, we're very casual fans of the we're, boss. But we're very
0: casual fans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Totally and that's kind of
0: what I'm talking about. There's yeah. a, there's artists that are like that that are kind of either you either love them not love them or hate them, but you kind of you know you know the music, but you're not like a, a real massive fan, you know. But there what? are certain people that of those groups or of those bands, there are certain people that are absolutely obsessed.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean. Yep.
1: Yeah. What about like what about another thing with the movies? What about like concert films?
0: Concert films—that's a good topic. Do you have uh, any that
1: you know? I mean, the only one I really know and love is, is "Song Remains the Same."
0: Oh well, I mean, that's right. That's iconic.
1: That's like such an iconic thing. are There other i mean, there's like Pink Floyd, The Wall. Pink Floyd, The Wall. Yeah. There's um, um which isn't really a concert, but it's it. It's like a concept. They play the album, right? So it's kind of yeah, like yeah. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Definitely really out there and weird. But I don't know. Are there other like really v- famous concert movies I don't know. out there you know there?
0: what that's something we should explore as well yeah hey if
1: anybody knows this you know shout it out and say look here's some great concert films that i love i'm sure there's like some more popular bands that well i think you can watch i think you can watch the band aid um thing oh, sorry is it farm aid band aid what was the farm thing aid. that the, the famous thing where um I guess, no, wasn't it Band-Aid, the famous oh, thing Ban- at, the, at the end of Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, you that's can, Band-Aid, yeah. I yeah, you can, Band-Aid. you can like watch that whole thing, the, the famous Queen performance. You can watch that whole thing. So I guess that would be up there with kind of the cool, a cool concert film as well. So there's all kinds of cool ones out there. But the, the, those are the only two that I can think of as kind of iconic ones you should absolutely watch if you haven't watched them. But Song Remains the Same is just awesome, right? It's just so cool.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's probably the the most iconic one. If you're gonna yeah. talk about like you know, that kind of that that um that genre of, of
1: yeah, film. Tot- yeah, totally. There's totally a bunch of stuff out there. So the other thing happening, if we move on from this, but still staying on the movies, the other thing that's come out this week is Dave Grohl. Our buddy Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters, has 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 released a trailer for a new um, a documentary film called "What Drives Us," and this is really focused on you know bands kind of touring and hitting the road. It looks pretty cool. You should watch the trailer, Dave. He stole haven't the checked title it.
0: from our most one of our more recent podcasts when we talked about favorite drive.
1: <laughs> That's right. You said, "What drives us?" It's a good point, but it looks actually cool. I watched the trailer on it today. It's got all kinds of big people in it. Yeah, like the
0: trailer it does look pretty cool.
1: Slash, um, Flea from the Chilies, Steven Tyler, Lars, Ulrich, Ringo Starr. Like there's all there's some huge names in this and they kinda talk it seems like they're gonna talk about like life on the road and you know, why life on the road is is so important as a musician and that, and, you know, in terms of what drives us, you know, I would assume it's it's getting at because, you know, ultimately playing in front of people and playing gigs is um what drives all the musicians, which I gotta admit, as someone that just plays local shows, it is pretty much the dragon we all chase, that kind of high we all chase. We're we're kind of drug addicts in that way, all people that have gigged, they're just like even if it's like on the smallest scale, it's just kind of like a drug and you can't get enough of it. So Do you do you know when this movie was
0: actually made? Was it made during the pandemic? I wouldn't I be surprised kind of dro- if it was. Yeah. I wonder what kind of drove that that, that kind of, that thought process and, you know, and, and yep. maybe the loss of being on the road.
1: Oh, yeah, that that's a really good if point. It's,
0: if it's talked about.
1: Yeah, it's a really good point, Dave. I wonder if they had, I mean, usually these things take a couple of years to hash out. So I wonder, it, maybe it's just a coincidence that they started thinking about it and then, you know, gigging all went away and it made it even more. A, well, yeah, I mean,
0: get, but the, I guess, yeah, no, you're right. I think these things probably take about, you know, a year and a half, two years to to really get out there. But you know, they, in, you know, in today's day and age, things are being produced so quickly and no, put that's out there true. in different yeah. forms. But when you think about it, I mean, shows kind of stopped almost a year and a half ago.
1: No, you're right. You're right. I mean,
0: we're kind of getting there, right? So, not that long ago. No, I think, you know, that that it wasn't, it it was, shows were shut down for a while.
1: Yeah, it's a good point, and I think maybe Dave and the foos, because they didn't have anything else to do, were like, we're doing this movie, it's happening, you know?
0: Or maybe it was on the works. It's a documentary, it's not
1: like it's like a feature film, right? Like, it's a documentary that, you know, it looks pretty cool. Did you ever watch his documentary about, like, the recording console? I forget what that was called. Did you ever check that out? It was kind of interesting.
0: Oh no! You're talking about I. You not. You're not talking about the. Um, it,
1: it was a Dave the, Grohl. The, thing. the
0: the. I don't know if it was a film or I don't know if it was a documentary about their that their album Sonic Highways. With that. They they he filmed a lot of interviews as he went about making. That, oh yeah, I think that, that, that
1: was another. I think that was another one that they did. So That no. was a
0: separate one, right? Yeah, that
1: was a separate one. That was. I don't think I saw that. That I, maybe I should go and check that out. But that that's was cool really too. cool.
0: That was very cool.
1: No, there was a movie that he did a documentary, basically all about like the history around this really famous recording console. I forget what the studio was like a really a famous studio with a really v- famous console and like all the great artists that had recorded there and, and their, their stuff went through there, um, went through the console and recorded with the console. And he like interviewed all these people. It was a cool, it was a cool movie. I checked it out, I um, but it. I should check out that Sonic highways thing. But anyway, so who knew? Like Dave Grohl, he's also like a film guy. He's a film. He's a documentary filmmaker as well. Who knew?
0: He's a filmmaker, and if you remember the 60 Minutes piece that he was on a number of years ago, he was talking about showing up to, like, PTO meetings in a minivan, you know? So it's like he's yeah, got so all it's, these it's, things going he's on. Just
1: doing, he's just doing all kinds of stuff. Doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, uh, yeah. he's he's something else, that Dave Grohl. But, yeah, so this is cool. I'm actually looking forward to checking this out. So, you know, if you haven't seen the trailer, go check it out. It looks cool. Um, you know, I mentioned those other documentaries so so there's some other cool documentaries out there as well um one of the ones have you seen any cool like music documentaries lately Dave or do you have any that stand out to you or is that another I, is that more of an obscure thing to you that's kind of well no it's <laughs> not more of an
0: obscure thing it's just not up until recently it probably hasn't really been my thing to watch I mean yeah uh or you know what I don't I, I'm not a I, I don't I don't always – those things don't always catch my eye sometimes. I'm not always paying attention. But then, you know, if somebody like you tells me, oh, yeah. hey, this is cool, I'll, I'll probably go – I'll check it out.
1: That's the reason for this podcast. For you to, <laughs> for you
0: to make me aware of what's out well, there.
1: Well, and right our this. listeners as well, right, if you haven't another one that yes. I'll call – another one that I'll call out, um, I think it's on Netflix. There was a documentary called The Story of Anvil. And Anvil was this band and you know, this is, this was a pretty popular thing on Netflix. So a lot of you out there might've actually seen this, but if you haven't, it's worth checking out. It's a story about this band that like never quite got there. They were like, they, they're like the, um, like the quintessential, like they were almost famous. <laughs> Remember the movie? Oh, that's Remember oh. By the, the way, almost famous. That's another one. That's, that's an incredible one. music movie. That's right up there with me with yeah. the two that I mentioned. Is is almost famous? Brilliant movie. I loved it. Um, absolutely loved that movie. So, so I guess it's top three for me for my movies. But anyway, this band is like that. Like they're like almost famous. They were they in the eighties. They were like kind of almost at like a, a level where they had. I think they had like a major label deal, and they just never broke through right in the 80s they were like a metal band right they're more like a metallica or like a megadeth kind of band and and they didn't quite make it and but the guy like hasn't given up hope like he still works like a job and and the guys like work jobs and do their thing and then they like go out and they do these like mini tours and they play and it's like unbelievable to see like the struggle these guys go through there's one like one of the one of the best scenes is they're in like some like really like divey bar where they play this gig in europe somewhere i forget where it is in europe and 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 they get in a fight with the bar owner because he doesn't want to pay him. He's like, no, no, that wasn't the deal. And like they don't really speak English. And it's like and they get into like almost like a fist fight with this guy. It's pretty crazy. But it basically follows this man that, you know, just hasn't given up the hope didn't quite get there in the 80s. I would argue, you know, they kind of missed their opportunity. Right. But they just weren't they were just still fighting and not giving up, which I thought was incredibly interesting. So if you haven't checked that out, go check it out. Story of Anvil. And the band's name is Anvil, which is pretty funny, I think. So.
0: So that's another, you know, it's an interesting question you kind of bring up in terms of band. So I'm sure there's so many more bands that are out there than who actually exist successfully because well, the ones that exist are the ones that have that kind of drive. Right. But what happens to these bands? You know, I'm sure there's a number of those that just have yeah. that drive that just can't catch the break, right?
1: Yeah, and what does
0: it take to get the break?
1: It's a really good topic. We should probably tackle it another time. Yeah, but it I mean, is how really many,
0: how many, how much good music could really be out there? That and you know, in today's day and age, you really have access to a lot of it in so many different and in, in a lot of different mediums, but.
1: It's a really good point because I think I think there's two different things. It's one thing for there's there's bands out there that are like young bands, right, that are just getting going, they're fighting hard, you know, they're really hungry. You know, then there's those bands that have just been at it for, you know, years and years and years and years. You know, at this point you could be at it for, you know, twenty plus the thirty plus years. And you yeah, never but quite got, nowadays. Yeah.
0: Nowadays, you can get your music out there in so many different ways, whether it's, you know, a uh, Spotify or an, or an iTunes or a YouTube or what you, 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 Facebook, you name it, you know.
1: Yeah, it's true. Right. But everybody can do that. So you're, everybody can do it's that. Even, right? You know, th- there's two things, right? Like I-, I would argue like these days it's it's easier than ever to get your music out there. That's true. But I think it's harder than ever to stand out. Right. Exactly. I think that yeah, I think that's so much hard. more
0: competition.
1: Yeah. That's the hard part. That's the hard part. Because anybody can literally do it. Right. So so it's really it's really an interesting thing. But yeah, I mean it is. I'm sure there's tons of bands out there that are like this Anvil band I'm talking about that maybe never quite made it when it was like their prime time and are just still fighting the fight, you know. I what what I find interesting is there's guys that I would follow like one of the songwriter that comes to mind is um what is his name? matt and uh, well matt and uh, howie day is the biggest one you know howie day yes. had a big hit back in when was that when was his big hit collide i don't know but oh, we should must go must have been the yeah. early,
0: really early 2000s right You're yeah talking you guys probably yeah 2003
1: two, four yeah i think it was later no. than that it and goes was it like later
0: five or six five or classes?
1: six anyway yeah This is a guy that had a big hit, you know, then kind of... He
0: had a a massive, like, small, I guess, well, that's kind of an oxymoron, but he had a... He had a very big, like, small following, you know. He did. He
1: built up a really great following. He was playing good-sized gigs. He had this huge radio hit, and then he kind of faded away. But guess what? He's still doing his thing. And he's—I got an email from his list the other day. He's doing like, you know, like Zoom concerts that he's charging people for. Like, you know, they're doing. They're you know, he's fighting the fight still, which is amazing. That's pretty amazing. So these guys are out there and they're doing their thing. And it's, it's, you know, it's interesting, right? And, and what's cool is because they did have like some kind of critical mass of people that they were able to sustain themselves, you know, they've been able to, if they've been able to keep like people like me, I was a fan of his, I would see him even before he had his radio hits or the hit. And then, you know, I kind of still listened to his music after that. And, um, you know, and I would go see him again if he was around touring, I'd go check out and see what it was doing.
0: Yeah, I would check him out.
1: So anyway, there's plenty, but there's, I think you're right, Dave, there's tons of artists out there that maybe are able to eke out a living. um, Still,
0: you know, you know what he was, he was, he was a a massive fan of the, uh, the Looper, right?
1: Oh yeah. He was one of the first guys out there. He was doing the, you know, now, you know, of course, Ed Sheeran has made it wildly popular, but you know, prior to Ed Ed, uh, Sheeran, you know, he was one of the guys that would really did some kind of cool, innovative stuff with it. The other person yeah. that was big with the Looper was KT Tunstall. She was big oh, on yes. it as well. Oh, yes. Yeah,
0: the two of the, yeah. Yeah, so, yep.
1: you know, right around the same time, honestly. So, anyway, it, we're getting on a tangent, but that's a cool tangent because that's I interesting I remember that piece. Howie
0: Day show we went to. Where was it? At the Before it became the House of Blues in Boston, it was – I forget what it was. And was it a- Avalon? A- a- Avalon, yeah. Avalon, yeah. And I remember seeing him, and he was just, like, pounding the Jack and Cokes – People yeah. were buying drinks for him and he was just doing his thing on the looper.
1: He he was so good back in the day. I saw him at the Berkeley Performance Center where he just he did so well. He was so good.
0: He's um, so talented. That's yeah. the thing. Like it doesn't just because yeah. you're ta- so that it just because you have the talent in the drive doesn't mean that you're necessarily gonna maintain any kind of relevancy, right? I mean which yeah. is kind of sad when you think about it, because there's so many great, there's so many great artists out there. Yeah,
1: there really are some great people out there, right? So that you like, almost
0: have to search for it now even these days. They, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So anyway, for, so those of you listening, if you haven't, if you forgot about Howie Day or never heard of him, check him out. He's a, he's a great artist. So still doing. Speaking thing. of loopers,
0: should we get into gear?
1: Yeah, let's transition into the gear. Yeah. What are we talking about? What are we going to talk
0: about? You want to talk about we're getting into your telly or should we get into uh, preamps?
1: Oh yeah, preamps. Yes. I wanted to talk
0: power amps, post amps. What do you want to talk about?
1: I wanted to talk about as a topic, preamps. What what are they? What the heck is a guitar preamp? What is it? How do you use it? How is it different than just a regular drive pedal? Right? Like what what why would I need a preamp if I have drive pedals and I have an amp?
0: Right. You know what? Truth be told, this is a really good topic for the average guitar dad like me who kind of understands this stuff but doesn't fully understand the <laughs> stuff. And somebody like you who does understand well, this stuff, maybe I do, can maybe really I, explain it to people. Maybe
1: like me. I do, or maybe I don't. So, there's a so I'll give you the lay of the land on this if I can, if it, if it makes any sense. So, I think everybody understands, all the guitar dads out there understand that all your amps have a preamp section and then the power s- section of the amp right so you got that right dave so so everybody oh, yeah. uses a preamp of some so if you have an amp you know you're using a preamp if you're using a modeling amp then it's modeling a preamp section is what that that's basically the If you have a modeling amp, a lot of what that is doing is modeling the preamp section. And the preamp section of your amp, as you guys know, it's really what generates a lot of the tone. Not all of the tone, of course, because there's a lot to be said about power tube amps and transformers and stuff like that. But it really does a lot to color color the tone of your guitar as it comes in. And and it also kind of amplifies that signal. And gets it prepared for the for the power amp. Takes your line level of your guitar and gets it prepared for the power amp section of your of your of your amp. Right. So so then what happens? So okay. So everybody knows there's this preamp that's inside as part of your amp. So then you have these pedals. A lot of people might already know this already. But then you have these pedals did that could op- say
0: powder part of Yo amp
1: of Yo amp. I, I yeah. think you did. Did Let's I say that? I'm, I'm going fast here, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get through this trying to be as clear as i can <laughs> that was very yeah hip. this it's a yo amp. That it's really hip so anyway so then then you could have a pedal that basically bypasses that or even adds to that right so there's all kinds of preamp pedals out there that really what they do is they add to some level of eq it definitely boosts your s- signal right and a lot of these preamps you can even put in front of an amp right? That has its own preamp just because if you want to color the tone a little bit more and you want to boost the signal and and the reason and you might say like, well, why would I want to do that when I can just buy like an EQ pedal? Well, it's a good point. You could just buy an EQ pedal. You could just put a drive pedal in front of your ramp, right? Which we all do, which we all know and love. But the preamp pedal is another way to give like different flavors of EQ and a way to kind of boost the signal prior to, a, to it coming into the amp.
0: Right. And, do, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just like a different way to shape the sound. So if you're going to exactly. use, so like you're, you know, you're, you're sheriff, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. We're going
1: to get into the sheriff. But yeah. Right. You <laughs> yeah,
0: could, yeah. yeah, we'll get into the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. You know, you could use that, but it's going to sound, that's going to sound a little bit different than a different preamp right? That's right. Yeah.
1: That's right. So there's all kinds of different preamps, right? Yeah. So that, so then you have these things that you have these pedal uh, preamps that you can use in front of your amp, like I said, for different EQing to boost the signal, you know, or, you know, that have drive associated with them as well. And a lot of these amps, what you can do is bypass the preamp section of your ramp completely and go right into the power section. So if your ramp has a, has an effects loop, you can go into the effects loop in, um, and kind of bypassing your your preamp section right so i have a pedal that victory makes called the sheriff they have a whole line of tube preamp pedals which are incredibly cool and if you watch my demo of the drive pedals you'll see that i had the preamp going there and what i do is i run i run that like an amp you know i run the preamp pedal like an amp and put my drives in front of that pedal and then I run it through the HX Stomp, and it has the IRs. So I don't even really have a power section. It goes right into the HX Stomp, where where I have an IR, and that goes right into you know either my either my computer or into a PA, and it works incredibly well because the preamp is really what shapes the sound. And these Sheriff preamps, these Victory preamps, are incredible. And there's different kinds of them too. I have the Sheriff, which is like a Marshall Plexi-ish kind of tone and it's just awesome it's totally awesome but this is what's cool about preamp right like you can use it in that kind of thing that i do which is you don't even need an amp at all and you can use a preamp and go into like a direct kind of a solution and it doesn't need to be an hx Stomp. it could be like um the two notes cab m which is a pedal that you can put irs into right on your pedal board and you can take that and, and, and go into you know a pa or go into your console wherever you want to do so that, so that's a really cool, so, so preamp pedals are incredibly cool because it's really clean enough and powerful enough to take your guitar signal and use it as the main source of sound. Okay. I don't know.
0: So let me, let me ask you a question then in terms of like the average guitar dad, where, where does the, where does the idea of a preamp really fall? Like what, 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 what's the. Why should a guitar dad get, or a guitar Well, I think
1: that, well, I think one, if you want to, if you want to, di- like this, this, this one that I have, which is the Victories, they're actually made to bypass your preamp section of your existing tube amps and go, you know, your tube amp that has a an effects loop. If your amp doesn't have an effects loop, it won't work. But my amps that I have behind me, the Orange and the Marshall, they both have effects loops. And what you can do is you use this preamp, this pedal, and you set set you set that pedal up in the four cable way, it's what it's called. And you guys can look what that is, but it basically is you're using the effects loop and you're bypassing, or you're also doing it so it can go into the front of the amp. So what you can do is you can you can set this thing up so you hit, when you turn it on, it bypasses the preamp section of your amp and replaces it with this preamp pedal, and just uses the power section of your amp, so it basically adds a different channel to your amp, which is yeah, incredibly like exact, cool. Yeah, yeah. Which is an incredibly cool thing. Still using your amp's power section, so it's incredibly cool. So I think like if you want a, like a less expensive way to almost get a new amp, this is one way to do it, right? And yeah, then and the, other and than the sheriff, th- the sheriff.
0: Yeah. I think what is, what does that come in price wise? What is that above? Four hundred. I think like, they're right? like
1: four hundred bucks. Yeah. And you can get to you know, so that's you know the sheriff. You know the whole the whole amps are like a couple of grand, I think, aren't they, Dave? Something like that. Yeah, and you can victory, get yeah, and you can get these preamp things for like four hundred bucks, which is awesome. But there's other, you know, it's not just the Victory stuff. There's other ones like JHS makes a really cool preamp. I think it's called is that the, is that called the Crayon? I I forget what it's called.
0: I think but, the Crayon is the Crayon is something
1: different. Oh, it? sorry. Well, JHS makes a preamp pedal that I think is designed to go into the front of the amp. So it really just kind of boosts this signal and gives you all kinds of cool EQ options. Um, what are the
0: different types of preamps then that you can get in pedal form?
1: Um, So, so there's that, you know, the other ones that there's, there's other ones out there's, there's the JHS ones, pretty much all the big, big pedal companies make some kind of cool preamp. The coolest one that came out recently was the, um the, oh what was it called? Chase Bliss. So Chase Bliss came out with the a preamp. I forget exactly what the what it's called, but it's the one with the faders. So it has all these uh, faders on it, and it is a preamp pedal, and you can use it the way I'm talking about. I think most people use it in front of the amp, but it's technically a preamp pedal where it does like all kinds of different drive sounds. It gets into fuzz territory, so that th- that's really cool. The other thing I want to mention is there's there's a difference, right? Like. A lot of people might say like well why can't I just use my drive pedal as a preamp pedal? And that's because drive pedals they don't have that same type of kind of signal boost in the same way in a clean enough way to to operate in that in that way, right? Like if you take like a regular like a TS, you know, an 808. You take a Tube Screamer, take an 808 Tube Screamer, you throw it into the effects loop of your of your your amp and, and and, and bypass the preamp of your amp, it's not going to sound good. <laughs> no, it's you, not going to sound it's good. Well, sound... The t- and also
0: the tube, tube screamer circuit, the tube screamer type circuit is going to color your sound, right?
1: I mean, well, yeah, I mean, not... all, all of these are going to color your sound. All of them are going to color but, your sound. But, but, I mean,
0: it's not transparent. But you, the tube yeah, screamer is not a transparent.
1: Yeah, but your usual drive pedals are designed to work in concert with an amp, right? right. They're not t- t- designed to be preamps in and of themselves. So that's the difference here is that, there's a big kind of a difference between what is actually a preamp as a pedal that you can use as a standalone preamp or, you know, regular overdrive pedal, you know. Um, The other thing that's cool about preamps, like I said, if you get a good one, then you can use them as a direct recording or even a direct solution in a live situation. Like I said, you can get you know, if you have a stomp or some kind of modeling thing, you can just you can just you can turn off the amp sim part of the of the modeling unit and just use the IR side of the cab sim well part. Or or you can get like a pedal itself that does that does um, you can load the IRs into. I I used to have before I got the stomp. I had the um the radar which is made by I think it's Moore makes this thing called the radar and it's just an IR pedal. So you could get like a preamp, this, 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 you know, this radar, put IRs in it and go right from the radar into like the board. And you have like a a direct live rig, no amp, no anything, all, all right on your pedal board. So that's another real good use for, for preamp pedals. And you can do the same with, you know, if you're not playing live, if you're just going at home and recording, you can do it that way as well as a direct kind of a, of a solution so that's preamps that's dave any that's preamp gives I, you a lot of, i mean any you questions any questions are you gonna get right, a preamp pedal dave what's that are you gonna get a preamp you going to get i, a I preamp guess i should pedal? have to now right i'm
0: gonna to have to you kind of talk <laughs> me into it right i don't know i how do how do how do, how do you like the uh how do, how do you like the the uh your telly going through
1: that sheriff. Oh, the telly. Yes, I love the telly. Let's transition so you, to this. So, if you listen to the. Because we the all want to know
0: I mean, Are you, you now a telly guy?
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'm a telly guy. I'll tell you what, okay, though. I'm going to ask this one more time. I do like it.
0: <laughs> are you now a telly guy?
1: I mean, maybe I am. He's starting to change. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe if you ask it one more time. No, don't do that um but if yeah, you know
0: now if you go back to that video check it out if you're watching on youtube right now click click out of this and check out matt's uh review of his classic uh his it's the 50s uh it's the 50s telly right yeah 50s telly yeah yeah so check it out and, and and i think based on that review i mean i mean you say it directly in there you are now a telly guy.
1: i actually don't say that but it It I think is did say it. it is a cool. it's a cool guitar. It is my first ever telly, and I really like the feel of it. I you know what I like about it the most because I'm used to the Les Pauls. It's like beefy and heavy, yeah, right. See, so that's I knew you would it's like much that. kind of beefier than the Strat. Um, and it's in, and it has that feel to it. Like it doesn't have a, it doesn't feel like a Les Paul, but it has like that substantial, it's got that, yeah, it's substantial got that weight to it. to it. But some, yeah. some, some people say, Oh, a lot of guys online are saying, Oh, well, you know, I feel like the squires are much heavier than like, I have like a custom shop fender that's much lighter than my squire or something. So it's interesting. Maybe it's just whatever wood they're using. I think it's a pine body. Um, I think they just must have some dense pine. I have no idea. I have no idea how it works with with the wood, but it it's cool. It, it's it's beefy and substantial. The neck feels great. It's not really like a baseball neck. It's like a um, it's 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 a it's definitely a chunkier neck, but it's not a baseball bat kind of neck like like the real fifties tellies had, I guess. But it's definitely a chunkier neck. But it feels good. I mean, I like playing it. Um, I actually I actually like the feel of it. Um. I don't feel like the lacquer is too heavy on it. Some people feel like, you know, with Squires, some of the lowering guitars, the lacquer is just too plasticky and too much. I actually did feel that way about my uh, Epiphone that, that I had after a while. But again, like I said, that was also because I was comparing it to a Les Paul. But- okay,
0: one 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 word, no thinking. What do you think of when you put that neck pickup on? One word, describe it.
1: Oh. Uh. I don't know. I mean, it no is no thinking, no thinking. I don't know not what allowed. to tell you. I mean, it's nice. I like it. Nice. Like, it's okay. awesome. will take nice. <laughs> the neck pickup you're talking about. You're not talking about the bridge. The it's bridge. All, no, did I say bridge?
0: All... No, did I say neck or bridge. You no, I ne- meant bridge. If well, I did say neck, I meant bridge.
1: The, yeah, I mean the bridge is The bridge on the telly is awesome. You put some drive on, and you. Did I say neck? I meant. Yeah, did you? I don't know what you said. Maybe you did. I'm sorry.
0: Let's go back to that. Maybe
1: it's my mind. That's that maybe I'm losing it, but yeah. So, so yeah, I You're really slowly becoming a tele guy. Yeah, I really, I, I like the neck sound. I, I like the tele sound. I'll tell you what, I like it. I want to say it isn't like my thing because I'm just so used to humbuckers. I'm sorry to say like even my strat that's behind my head right now has a humbucker in the bridge and it does have the the coil, which does sound good. But for the most part, I leave the, I leave it the the humbucker on when I want to go to the bridge, um, so that's the issue. I'm more of a humbucker guy and it takes me some getting used to with these with this neck pickup, but it, it definitely is a different sound that I'm not quite used to, which is fun to play around with. So it's just another nice little tool to have in the in the arsenal, Dave.
0: So what's it gonna what does what constitutes a telly guy and how close to this are you? Yeah, I think, I don't, I think we need to know.
1: I don't think I'm all that close to becoming a telly guy. I mean You're I not know. that close. You need not to have more close. than one telly to become a telly guy.
0: Well, that's an easy thing to 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 resolve here. <laughs> let's go on Sweetwater. Let's order one.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what. I though. think
0: you need to go American.
1: So yeah, I mean maybe. I mean if I keep playing this thing and I still like it, maybe eventually I will get an American telly. You know why not? You know I like I'm just this one. I keep
0: that sending you clips of John Five.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. You can send me clips. Just send me some John Five clips. Yeah, let's do that. Brad Paisley
0: grab paisley well you get then you're gonna get into like the chicken picking
1: yeah which i'll never be
0: able to do that's ins-
1: <laughs> that is insane playing. that is some
0: insane stuff that he can do or
1: do you know what about what about greg cock you know greg cock <laughs>
0: his, <laughs> last, his last name is cock and he chicken picks
1: yeah, yeah 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 you don't know this greg. Is interesting we haven't talked about greg cock he's awesome we have not
0: talked about no. yeah so
1: greg greg cock is an awesome guitar player He actually has a signature um, telly. It's uh, made by, what is it? I think it's Reverend Guitars. They make his his telly. It's a signature one that he makes. It has the Fishman Fluence pickups in it. Come on, you guys don't know Greg. You got to know Greg Koch. He's awesome. He does like all the 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 gear, the guitar things and demos for um, <laughs> Wildwood guitars. No,
0: I've never I've never heard of the guy.
1: Really, I thought you I should. Knew about you know what? Him. It's
0: embarrassing. Maybe I should.
1: No, he's a, he's kind of a famous guy in the guitar community, but really, he's not like a super well known like hardrist or anything like that. He's basically known like as an internet guy because he does all the demos and he's always on. People are always interviewing him and he's got this awesome um telly that that he that he put out a couple of years ago so
0: well this is embarrassing here I am I suppose a supposed guitar dad and I and I haven't well yeah. anyway
1: he's a big telly player himself so yeah there's so many guys right that are like oh, definitely it's a big country thing I'm not a huge country fan like you know there's that there's Brad Paisley who are the other like big country guitar It's a guitar universal
0: players. it's a very universal guitar though. I mean, you see it in so many different genres. So. It is
1: true. It is not just a country thing. That's why I got it. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm not playing country. Well,
0: no, it. I I don't know. I mean, you you bring up a really good point. It is really a primarily country thing. Remember Prince's country album? Yeah, I think we all remember that, right? No. <laughs> I'm just trying to prove a point. It's <laughs> not just country.
1: Remember John Five's country album. Yeah, you remember, remember
0: John Five's country
1: album. You remember Steven Tyler's country album? Wait, that was a real thing.
0: <laughs> that was a real thing.
1: Yeah. You remember, remember Robert Plant's country album. That was a real thing. That too, was a real thing too. With Alison Krauss. I mean, it wasn't really country, but it was country enough.
0: You're country enough. Country yeah. enough. That Alison.
1: Everybody loved that Alison Cross album. I didn't. I'll just tell you, I didn't get it.
0: You didn't get it, like you didn't buy it, or you didn't get it. You didn't understand it. Yeah, b- both, both,
1: <laughs> <laughs> both. But anyway, the telly is fun. I will continue to play with it and play around with it. The other thing that happened today, Dave, I got an an email that that Emily Wolf Epiphone Ooh. signature was has come into stock.
0: It is in stock, so is this so does something that mean on I the should,
1: horizon? Does that mean I should do something about it? Yeah, I, think, yeah, I think you might. If you don't remember what we're talking about, this is this is the Emily Wolf Epiphone. It's a Sheridan signature of hers that's black, and it has these diamond sound holes. Check it out. It looks really cool. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm contemplating. I mean, to me, it's like 800 bucks for a— like an Epiphone? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I'll think about it.
0: I suspect in a couple of weeks our YouTube <laughs> subscribers will be watching it behind your back.
1: But it looks really cool. What about you, Dave? you have any, any gear things on the horizon you want to talk about?
0: I don't about? have any gear things on the horizon. Maybe I'll have some but for next week. Oh, really? And speaking what, of, what's next that? week... What, what what are we going to talk about next week do we know we don't even know
1: yet we don't know yet but if you have ideas send them over to us
0: yeah send them over if you're you know just to remind you if you're watching on YouTube thank you hit the hit the like subscribe notification bell so you can get all of our new content I'm sure there's going to be some new uh review review videos and some other things coming on uh you know down the road I think I'm gonna do a quick video of uh, the Guitar Dad version of a guitar setup,
1: Ooh. you know, for somebody
0: who's less experienced, somebody like me, it doesn't I love have this. to be a luthier, but some really good things that you can you can do to get your guitar playing and sounding better.
1: Uh, so look wow. out
0: for that. And if you're following us on Instagram, yeah, check us out uh, at Guitar Dad's Pod Instagram and Twitter um and yeah no obviously if you're listening to the podcast you found us so keep on listening we really appreciate it we'd love to see comments on youtube and and on the pod so uh keep uh, keep sending them our way and if you have any ideas just send them out and we'll uh we'll, we'll talk about them on
1: the pod awesome all right well that's the guitar dance podcast for this week everybody see you next week catch you guys on the flip